This is the Purposeful Career Podcast with Carla Hudson, episode 75. I'm Carla Hudson, brand strategist, entrepreneur, and life coach. Whether you're on the corporate or entrepreneur track, or maybe both, decades of experience has taught me that creating success happens from the inside out. It's about having the clarity, self-confidence, and unstoppable belief to go after and get everything you want. If you'll come with me, I'll show you how. Well, hello, friends. I hope you guys had an amazing week. For the last few episodes, we've been focused on a series called The Lies We Tell Ourselves. This is a really relevant topic when it comes to our career because it's important to understand all the ways that unconscious thinking can hold us back if we're not careful. Specifically, how the things that we tell ourselves, things we may or may not always be thinking at a conscious level, get in the way of what we want to do with our career in life. Now, the first two episodes in this series explored a few of the most common lies we tell ourselves, which are it's too late, and I don't know how. So if you haven't done so already, you might want to check out episodes 73 and 74 because they offer up an interesting perspective about how programmed patterns of thought that become ingrained over our life can get us stuck and some helpful ways to break that cycle. So you might want to go back and give those episodes a listen. Now, this week, we're going to talk about another common lie that we tell ourselves, and it's one that so many people struggle with at one time or another in some aspect of their life, and that is the lie, I'm not good enough. Now, to clarify, what we're going to talk about isn't about trying something and just not feeling like you were very good at it. That happens, especially when it's something new, right? It's usually true that we're not very good at things when we try them for the first time. And most of the time it takes practice and repetition before we master that new thing, or we even feel like we're good at it. That's not what we're talking about on this episode. This episode pertains to a persistent recurring pattern of thought that tells you that you're not good enough. So today, we're going to explore the impact that this thought can have if it's something that you think on a regular basis. And then I'll offer up a few ways you can start to shift out of this negative thought pattern. This is going to be an interesting one, and I think very helpful for so many of us. So let's dive in. Now, as we've talked about before on this podcast, we're not always aware of the inner dialogue that we have. Sometimes we're tuned into our thoughts, but many times we're not. So if that's you and you're not tuned in, you might be thinking, well, I don't know if I think I'm not good enough. How would I even know that? So as we said before on this podcast, the important thing to know about your brain is that it works really fast. And according to neuroscientists at the University of Southern California, They say that on average, a human has about 60,000 thoughts a day. 
whatever the actual number is, that's a lot of thoughts. So of course, we're not going to be aware of each one, right? Many times that inner monologue that we all have in our head is just running below the surface. Kind of like, I think of it like the ticker at the bottom of the 24-hour news channel, that crawl. It's just always there, always running, always scrolling by. And sometimes we tune into those thoughts that are scrolling by and sometimes we don't, right? But even if we don't consciously tune in, those thoughts are still having an impact on us. They affect our mood. They're actually the source of our emotions, right? That thing we're feeling right now didn't just happen. It came from a thought that you're having that caused you to feel that way. And since we know that everything we do or don't do is caused by our feelings, it's important to start tuning into and gaining some level of awareness into the quality of our thoughts because that's what sets everything in motion. Your thoughts affect how you feel and how you feel affects what you do or don't do. And of course, the things that you do or don't do actually give you the results that you have in your life. So you might be wondering, well, how do you become aware of what you're thinking in any given moment if your brain is churning out 60,000 thoughts a day? It's a good question, right? Well, the best way to get in touch with what you're thinking or even the type of thought that you're thinking is to pay attention to how you're feeling. That's the clue that what you're thinking is either serving you. If you're feeling something positive and optimistic, you're probably having a good thought that's powering that. And if you're feeling, you know, inadequate, inferior, some type of self-doubt or worthlessness, you can be pretty sure that behind that feeling or emotion is a thought, something around, I'm not good enough, right? Because we know that our thoughts cause our emotions. So if you're feeling inadequate or inferior, it's probably because you're thinking something along the lines of, I'm just not good enough, right? And the problem with having a recurring thought pattern like that is that it's going to stop you from doing things that you might want to do. Here are some examples of how that might show up in your life. Maybe you see an amazing job posted online. It's a better title. It's more money, everything you've wanted. And it's perfect for your skills and experience. And you might think about applying, but then you don't. You talk yourself out of it before you even toss your hat in the ring because you tell yourself it's a waste of time. Underneath that action and delay is probably some form of, I'm not good enough to get that job, right? If you finish that sentence. Or maybe you get asked to speak at a conference or something. It's a great opportunity to grow your flame. It's on a topic that's right in your wheelhouse. And you think about saying yes, but then you talk yourself out of it because you wonder secretly if you really know enough to be on that stage in front of your peers. So you hold yourself back because some part of you is wondering if you're good enough, and again, finish that sentence, to speak on that stage, 
right? Or last example, maybe you're dreaming of starting a side hustle with the goal of it one day becoming your full-time career. You've been playing with the business plan. It feels low risk and less scary to start it as a side hustle, but still you spin and you spin and you spin. Maybe you've got the name and the URL picked out. Maybe you even played with the website design, but you talk yourself out of it before you ever go live because somewhere inside you feel like you're not good enough. And again, finish that sentence to actually have your own business, right? So those are some of the ways to show up and don't even get me started on all the ways I'm not good enough can affect your personal life, relationships, weight, money, your self-image, you name it. Humans can, I'm not enough it. Anything in our life, we can tell ourselves we're not good enough for that, right? So bottom line, if we feel like we're not good enough, what are we going to do? We're going to shrink back. We're going to say no to opportunity. We're going to play smaller than we need to. And that means like if you connect the dots out over the course of your life, if you don't overcome this thought pattern, because that's all it is, by the way, it's just a habit of thinking of yourself in a certain way. That means that if you don't correct it, you're going to end up living a life like what Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau calls a life of quiet desperation, meaning you're going to deeply want to do more with your career life, but you're never going to let yourself actually do it until you stop telling yourself that you're not good enough. Maybe you're in touch now with the fact that you think that on a regular basis, but you might be wondering, where does that thought even come from? Well, usually these sorts of beliefs get hardwired in, right? At some point in our life, maybe very early in your childhood with parents who were either very hard to please, or maybe who were more distant, like, you know, they weren't there for you emotionally, or maybe you got compared all the time to a sibling or a friend or a cousin, right? Or it could have happened in school with teachers who were overly critical, or maybe said some things to you that cut you deeply and you, you know, internalize that wherever it came from, basically at some point in your life, something happened that wasn't ideal, a failure, something someone said, and your brain interpreted that and it made it mean something about you, something along the lines of, well, this X, Y, Z thing must have happened because I'm not good enough. Our brain will make associations between things. And the problem with it, that kind of happens automatically, right? If we're not conscious, right? And and purposefully kind of direct what we interpret things to mean. And most of us at times go on automatic pilot, certainly many times before we discover this self-help and self-personal development type work. So some people... This shows up in just one area of their life. Like maybe they can be super confident in their career, but the I'm not enough comes up in their relationships or in some other aspect of their personal life. For others, it's the opposite. They're super confident and have really healthy relationships or personal self-image, but in their career, they just, for some reason, do not feel like they're good enough. 
For other people, the not enoughness is across the board in every part of their life. So if this is impacting you, I want you to know you're not alone. It's very common. And sometimes it's relegated to a point in time in our life after we've been something through something sort of difficult, like maybe we got laid off in our career, something abrupt happens, or maybe the breakup of a an important relationship. And we can interpret that to make it mean that, well, if I had been a better person or a different person, this wouldn't have happened. I'm just not good enough, right? Wherever it came up for you, and however it shows up for you in whatever part of your life, the truth is, and I want you to hear this, I'm not good enough is just a lie that we tell ourselves based on a faulty interpretation of something that happened to us. Your brain at some point processed an experience, a difficult or challenging experience, and came to the conclusion that you're not good enough And then you had that thought over and over and over again until it became hardwired in. It became something that you believe, either in one or more areas of your life. And now that thought just plays on a fairly continuous loop and it gets triggered in certain situations. Maybe when you want to go try something new or you want to take some type of risk or whatever then that thought will come up and it'll cause you to shrink back. So you don't put yourself out there and get yourself in another situation that you feel like might be difficult, right? But the important thing to know is that it doesn't matter who you are or what people have told you about yourself or what you believe about yourself. I'm not good enough is quite literally never true. It's a lie. And really... It's just a judgment-based thought that's centered on a faulty belief, a faulty interpretation that there's some kind of universal bar of acceptability and that you have to hit that bar to be considered good enough. But the truth is you're good enough. Each one of us are good enough just because we're born. We're humans and every single human has good experiences and challenging experiences, and it has nothing to do with whether or not they're good enough. It just is the human experience. That's just a faulty interpretation that you made at some point, and that's okay, and that's actually good because it isn't true. You don't have anything to overcome, and you can just start to believe right now and practice believing that you are good enough, that you are worthy. I think many times these I'm not good enough thoughts are rooted in comparison, right? In our career, we compare our education to the education of others, our corporate title to the title of others. We compare our looks or our bodies to others. We compare our relationships to others. We compare the things that we own or have or do to what others own and have and do. Humans tend to want to judge their own worth and their own acceptability in comparison to others, which of course is not a valid bar, 
right? It doesn't matter what someone else looks like or has or where they went to school. What matters is you and how you cultivate your own strengths and your own skills and your own attributes to go forth in the life that you were meant to have. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And when we think thoughts that are judgment type or comparison type thoughts, it's easy to look at our own imperfections. And by the way, we all have them, right? Sometimes they're harder to see when it relates to others, right? But we see our own imperfections and we assume that the frustrations and the disappointments that we personally experience are happening only to us. And it's because we're not good enough. But here's the thing I really want you to hear. No one is more enough than you. Every single person, no matter how perfect they look on the outside, I guarantee you they are looking at themselves. Even people we think are the most beautiful actors and actresses in the world or models or whatever, they look at themselves and they don't feel great sometimes. It's a human thing to do that. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. Everyone's lives are a mix of highs and lows. Even if you can't see other people's lows, you know, you think they look perfect and everything's always sunshine and daisies. It's not, I can promise you. Everyone has accomplishments and failures, wins and losses. No matter what we do, no matter how hard we work or how perfectly we try to show up, things aren't always going to go perfectly. And we aren't always going to do things perfectly, no matter how hard we try, right? Because we're not a robot. We're a human, having a human experience. Sometimes we're going to say the wrong thing. Sometimes we're not going to perform at our best at work. Sometimes we're going to get criticized. Sometimes we're going to put ourselves out there and we won't show up well, or others will pick apart our performance. It's important to allow yourself to be imperfect while still believing that you are enough. Here are two things that I have my clients do when they're stuck in a persistent pattern of thought of not being enough. And the first thing, we've talked about it before, but I'll kind of walk through a simple way to do it. So the first thing that I do with my clients who have persistent thoughts around not being enough is I tell them to cue into their emotions. Now that for some people is very easy to do. And for others, it's really difficult. I know for me, having spent so many years in large corporations, you're usually taught, especially as a woman or older generations were taught, don't be emotional in the workplace. Don't express your emotions. And so it's very common then to stop really acknowledging your emotions, right? That's not everyone, but that was me, right? So when I first started this work, it was hard for me to get in touch with my emotions. And actually that's not a good thing because I tend to be a very emotional person. And so when you try to detach from your emotions, like what the programming was for older women in the workplace, I'm getting off on a tangent, but I think this is important. It's not healthy because we have to express ourselves and we have to know and be in touch with what we're feeling, not resisting those emotions, not suppressing those emotions, but 
really allowing yourself to feel those. So it took me a lot of this kind of work before I could really even name how I was feeling, you know, in the moment. So if that's you and you have a harder time, like if someone says, are you feeling and you really don't know, or in certain situations don't know, it's really common. I want you to know that. And it's worth doing this kind of thought work to get in touch with that. And I think you'll find that when you do, you have a healthier relationship with yourself and you're more honest about what you're thinking and feeling in the moment. I think it's super important work. So the first thing I tell my clients is start doing this thought work and I show them a a way to do that. And one of the keys for them in the moment, like if they're at work and they're experiencing something difficult and they're feeling angstful is to just take a second and cue into those emotions, right? Ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Because that's the best way to know whether the thought you're having is going to serve you or not. If you're feeling something positive or optimistic or whatever, you know that that feeling is going to lead to productive actions and you have the better chance of having a greater result. Versus if you're feeling something around insecurity or inadequacy or self-doubt or worthlessness or whatever, hopelessness, you can be pretty sure that you're thinking a thought that's somewhere in the family of, I'm not good enough. And once you cue into that emotion, it's helpful to also think about what's going on. What triggered that? What did someone say to you? What did you experience? Because in those two things, the emotion that you feel and what's going on, there's a thought in between that. And it's easier to center in on that thought when you acknowledge the situation that happened that first caused that emotion. It isn't the situation that caused it. It's the thought you had about the situation. But by cueing into those two things, you can usually identify the thought that's triggering you to think something like, I'm not good enough. Is it someone in your life, your boss, a parent, a loved one? Is it something they have said to you? Is it something that comes up, you know, when you make a mistake or you experience an awkward situation? Is it a memory that you have that maybe you woke up thinking about it and it set off the day in a bad direction? Like what happened? It's important to really pause and identify what's causing that emotion. And again, it isn't the situation that caused the emotion, but it's the thought you had about the situation. So once you identify the emotion and the situation, then you can start asking yourself, what was I thinking about that situation that caused me to feel this way? And just be curious about it. Just ask yourself that type of question and let your brain answer because it will. Cueing in to your thoughts, which is the root of everything, is the key. And once you become aware of either the types of people or the types of situations or whatever, where the I'm not good enough thought comes up for you and you have that awareness, you can actually choose a go-to thought that you prefer to think instead. One that's rooted in self-acceptance. 
because I'm not good enough is rooted in self-rejection, right? Maybe you want to think something like, well, I did my best acknowledging a mistake, right? Or maybe you want to think something like, it's okay that I wasn't perfect at that. Maybe acknowledging a failure or something like, I'm just going to keep getting better and better. Or even you can choose to think I'm good enough just the way I am, right? Sometimes that's a hard one to go right to. It can take a while to get to that level of self-acceptance because you won't necessarily believe it right away. So if you have to choose kind of a dialed back thought, like I did my best or I'm going to keep getting better and better, that's great. That can serve as a buffer if you have someone that's overly critical around you, that's always coming at you with your imperfection, right? And the other thing about that is if you have someone in your life that you feel is overly critical or says harsh or cutting things to you, you can choose to think something like they're entitled to their opinion. And if it's your boss, you can maybe turn it into a learning experience by redirecting the conversation by asking them for more specifics that focus more on exactly what you could improve next time instead of what's wrong or bad with what you did, right? If you don't have a evolved boss or leader, and they are very harsh or critical or teacher, I guess, you can still redirect the conversation. You can be the grown up emotionally in that situation and just say, Hey, what types of things could I do to improve this next time? That's going to help you because even though the way they delivered the information might not have been ideal and you might've considered it sort of attacking, there's always a kernel of truth probably at least at work. And, you know, our performance can always be improved, I think. So it's always helpful in those situations, not to deny it, but to instead just look for the kernels that you can actually do something with. And you can do that by asking them a question, right? If it's a partner and they're just kind of uh, harsh or critical or honestly not very nice to you, I think at that point you might want to reconsider the relationship itself. That's not necessarily what we're talking about in this podcast, but you know, if you have someone in your life that is always saying things that are designed to tear you down, you know, you can decide the best way to buffer the impact of that overly critical person. Maybe it's just by saying something like they're entitled to their opinion. Uh, Maybe it's just continuing to do thought work that builds you up. Or you can just decide not to associate with them. That's, that's up to you. I don't, I don't think anyone's role in our lives should be to tear us down. But sometimes people do it and they're just not, that, you know, people who do that are not feeling good about themselves, right? So if you choose to forgive them, you can still kind of associate with them, but you're just going to have to learn how to buffer the impact of that onslaught of negativity, right? So that's number one is gain awareness into your thoughts and emotions and then choose a thought you want to think instead and use that as your, your buffer, your, your way to interrupt that recurring pattern, pattern of thought around, I'm not good enough. The second thing that I tell my clients is to be careful of the questions that they ask themselves. A lot of times people who have an ingrained pattern of thought around, I'm not good enough frequently fall into the habit of asking themselves 
leading questions. I think this happens when that thought's been with you for a while. Your brain is always looking for proof, right? And so a lot of times, if you have this recurring pattern of thought built in, your brain will serve up a question like, why do I always mess up? That's a leading question and one that does not serve you because your brain is going to answer something like, because you're a screw up, right? And the reason why it does that is it serves as a proof point for that belief that you have. Your brain's always looking for proof that the things that you think are true. So if you truly believe you're not good enough and something unfortunate happens, sometimes we can fall into the habit of asking ourselves that leading question. Why do I always screw up or something like that? And the answer you get to a question like that is never going to be good about yourself because it's a leading question, right? Your brain wants proof for the things you believe. So it'll ask you a leading question that will support that belief. For example, if you find it hard to stay on a workout or exercise plan, your brain might say something like, why can't I ever stick to my diet? And your answer to that might be because you never stick to anything or because, or something like, because you have no willpower. And that, of course, those answers serve as a very powerful proof point to the fact that you're just not good enough. You've got to be careful of how you word those inner questions to yourself and catch yourself in the act, right? If you have negative leading questions, you'll get a negative response from your brain. And the danger of that is if you do it often enough, it can become something that you truly believe about yourself. Instead, choose to ask yourself empowering questions, even in the face of your greatest challenges, disappointments, or mistakes. Instead of asking things like, why can't I ever, or why do I always, ask yourself something more empowering like, how can I set myself up for success next time? Very different, right? Be aware of the fact that those negative leading questions usually come up when you're feeling vulnerable or you're in maybe a negative thought spiral. And know that if you ask yourself a negative crappy question, you're going to get a negative crappy answer and response. You can choose to instead, when you catch yourself, shift into a more empowering question. And your answer to that is going to be the key to shifting out of that negative, not enough thought spiral that you're in. So better questions start with how can I versus why can't I, or why do I always? So ask yourself a better question. You get a better answer. So those are two ways that you can start to combat the feelings of I'm not good enough. Most importantly, I want you to know that you can simply choose to believe right now that you are enough. You don't need any proof. This truth is true for all of us. Doesn't matter how flawed we think we are. You can simply decide that you're a work in progress and you're on your way to becoming all that you can be. You don't have to go through life believing that you're deeply flawed or not enough 
You don't have to hold yourself back. You can face even the greatest challenges and disappointments and still simply decide that you are enough because the truth is you are. No one is perfect. This kind of inner shift literally changes your life. You'll stop beating yourself up. You'll stop endlessly comparing your faults to what you think is the perfection of others. You'll stop listening to the voices of others or yourself who are tearing you down. Bottom line, what I want you to know is believing you're enough is a choice that's available to you right now, right where you are. It will literally rock your world. I promise. And the decisions that you make once you believe that will change everything about your life in the best possible way. This is why we start on the inside and next level. We do not focus first on changing our external surroundings or people or job or anything. We get there, but we start with ourselves. We start with our self image because before you can create the outer experience that you want to have, we have to clean up the inner world. Join me in next level. This is where we do this type of work and it is a total career and life game changer for less than $1.60 a day. It is quite simply too good to pass up. I hope we see you there. And until next time, make it a great week, my friends. Do you have a life coach? If not, I'd be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual coaching program and monthly membership called Next Level. Inside, we take the material you hear on this podcast, study it, and then apply it. Join me at thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Don't forget the, thepurposefulcareer.com backslash next level. Join me and together we'll make your career and life everything you dream of. We'll see you there.